Bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. You better believe it. <laughs> Here we are, Studio Kitchen, Colorado, the Modern Eater Show. Another brand new edition. Every Saturday, here we are, churning them out from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Little Rich Schneider, Brian Freeman. We're all here. Davey's not here tonight, but all's well in the world. And uh, what a hey, D, uh, Jay, tell us a, a secret. All in, everybody listening and <laughs> tell you a secret. Yeah, yes, a secret. you're you're good at secrets over the loudspeaker. <laughs> you're very good. I was, I was really going to tell you one. Well, it's not a secret. I told you guys in the car, but it's not. Can't repeat it really right now. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a good show tonight. Everybody's in a great mood, and why not? It's springtime. So many things are going on in Derby Day. Here comes Robbie Hahn from Boulder Organics Ice Cream. He comes in looking as sharp as ever with his. Uh, Boulder Organics hat. And his derby date. <laughs> and his derby date. She looks lovely. I love the hats for derby. Uh, so many things going it's on great this tradition, weekend. for sure. Um, Speaking of traditions, what do we got going on this weekend? May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. It's today. Yeah, that's right. Cinco um, de Mayo tomorrow. And um, we've got right. a big show tonight. Seattle Fish Company is going to check in in the next segment. And Lincoln from Seattle Fish Company, this guy is a fisherman. That's where they recruited him from. From the sea? Yeah. And when you say fresh off the boat, it's a real term for Lincoln. For Lincoln. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Truly is. Uh, he loves being on a boat. I was talking to him today. I, he, I said, hey, man, do you get the itch to get back out on a boat? And he says, yeah, actually, I do. But I have a good thing going with Seattle Fish Company. It's like, you know, I said, maybe they'll let, keep you connected, you know, and make you mm-hmm. want you to go out there and be on that boat. He said, maybe they let me go for a month or something, but, I, you know, I'll do four, right, salmon wow. fishing. And wow. uh, he said, I can do a year. I said, I can't do a year of anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that proved that point. Yeah, that's tough no, to do. No, you've been doing the modern eater for a few years. No, I mean, just, uh, you know, k- you know kind of quarantine or sequestered yeah you mean in a little fishing for a year come on that'd be hard that takes a lot right there so lincoln's going to catch up with us this is a true uh pleasure and a treat for us at 6 30 right here on 6 30 k how our uh, flagship radio station iheart radio station he's going to check in and zach johnson johnston the spice guy what a he stopped in oh by the way i'm sharing uh to uh, my Facebook account, our Facebook live stream, because you can get all of the action. Every minute of it. Every second Second of it. it. See what's going on. And I have a prediction. I have a prediction about tonight's show. Best show ever. Best show ever. Rich Love. We haven't stopped that yet. Dang it, it's not going to be tonight. I'm going to start a watch party. How do you do that? A watch oh, party. A watch party. Yeah, you know how to do that, Jay? Watch He's got a nice, and that's a local watch. <laughs> you know, here's here's it, it one is. thing that's really interesting. I'm going to throw this out at the beginning of the show just for our viewers and our guests to think about it. By the way, we're here at Modern Eater Studio Kitchen right here in the Rocky Mountains. Yep. It is six, right around 610. Think about this, folks. As we talk about our show today, think about this concept of what is local. What is hyper-local? What do we do? Why'd you is, point at me? 
is local. Why, why am I pointing at He's you? He's a local boy. He's a local boy. The product I right lo- here. I love this. Uh, Come on, what are you? Ten miles from Colorado. here? Yeah, I grew up in Cherry Creek. Yeah. Yep. Before the mall. Well, but that so let me ask you this question. Tell you how old I am. Is local bigger than Colorado? Sure, local's is, in every community. Well, no, I'm asking, is local, if I said something is local here in Colorado, what does that mean? Does that mean I can bring a nut from somewhere, like an almond from California, I can put some spice on it? Is that then local? I see where you're or going is, with it. So this is an interesting thing because I don't want a discount for all these great small food yeah. businesses out there that are doing something, but they have to use an ingredient that comes from well, somewhere like, you, like with almonds. With Growers Organic, you have produce that you pick up from California. Yep, you have to. If we want to eat bananas, you're not getting them here. But is Growers Organic a local, hyper-local business? Definitely. So, I mean, I think there's a litmus test that you have to put things through. Well, Uh, I look, is it from here, is it available locally? Yes. So if there's something that's grown here, and I'm choosing to instead buy it, bring it in from uh, Tennessee... And if I be, because my address has a Colorado, Colorado zip code, yep. am I going to wave the local flag? Well, but Rich, that's what heavy. I love about you and Roncalitas, because everything that you are using is local. We try. I love that. I try love that. real hard on that. Real, real hard on that. So, so as we were talking about, Zach Johnson, the Spice Guy, is on with us. Yeah. Yes. Zach Johnston, um, truly a wealth of information, and you're going to find that exact um, conundrum, would you say? Uh, with Zach, is he is he local? Because think about spices. Well, he's totally local. Yeah. This is a guy that's a hyper local guy. Started up in the mountains, and he came down here, and he, he's done something with the, this idea. He's a true entrepreneur, and I think it's really great to have him on the show, so we can hear a little bit about his story. Yeah, wait until you hear Zach's story, and he's a cool guy too. 7 p.m. Uh, I, the longest running sponsor on the show, Jeff and Kristen Rourke from A Plus Beverage Solutions. They're going to come on the show at 7 o'clock, and then we're going to do Treeline Bloody Mary mix at 7.15. This is it's right uh, here. Yeah. This is something. Jay, how'd you source this, Jay? Um, so when you get to the part about Tommyknocker, mm-hmm. uh, Tommyknocker uses the Bloody Mary mix in, in some of their beers up there to make chiladas, and uh, they make names like Beer Rita's. Oh, far out. Nice. Cool. Yeah, and at 7.30... Uh, if you like uh, Tommy Knocker Brewery, uh, and, and think about that local brewery, it's a, kind of a uh, local legend in Idaho Springs. Tommy Knocker Brewery has been around for a long time. I love hearing their story. Steve Enderhaus, he's going to join us. Um, Enderhoos. Is it Enderhoos? Enderhoos. You sure about Inderhoos. that, Jay? Yeah. Enderhoos. Yeah. Enderhoos. Yeah. I, I put a thing in my brain on how to remember it. I'm going to tell Steve because I think that Ender Haas is like a much more a, a strong name <laughs> than Ender Hoos. Yeah, well, I think I could Ender Haas would be sort of like in the house or something like that. that Up uh, there, you know how everyone, everyone refers to he, him as Sir. He's probably <laughs> oh, okay. the big cheese up there, so it's pretty much sir. So big show, but we're ramping up, you guys. Road Trip uh, 2019 is upon us in uh, June. That's going to be a great time, and then we finish up with summer dinner series in July and August. But uh, the route has been written, they would say, Brian. Yes, indeed it has. So we're going to head down on a Saturday night out of Denver, Colorado, and kind of have a big, uh, uh, I don't know, what would you call it, festivities, a hoo-ha. Oh, well, you mean our going wing, away? Wing ding. Yeah. A wing ding. A wing, wing ding. Saturday night, June 15th. And here's where it gets cool. We head down I-25 into Larkspur, Colorado Springs. 
Um, Monday, we're going to head into Lamar, Colorado. At that point on Tuesday, we'll come buckle back around into Salida, Colorado, then head down south on eight, uh, 285 into uh, Sawatch, right? Yep. So what, well, we'll actually go up to 285 on 17. We're going to try to hit Salida and, or uh, Sawatch and Crestone, Colorado, because we had that great farm trip there with Aterra Green Earth Farm there in Crestone. Well, they're right just south of Crestone, but then, and then down into where? Bow and Arrow. Yeah, I love that. That's going to be awesome. We, and Rich, you really, truly this year, you need to drive the caddy down to Bow and Arrow, man. <laughs> I was just yakking with them last week. We're working on a pretty cool project. That's awesome to hear. You know what? One cool thing about that little side note is, is growers and uh, bow and arrow have worked out a deal. So now we're carrying all of the bow and arrow grains. Every flower, we're sort of like their mini warehouse in Denver oh, for nice. them. Good so move. if anyone runs out or anything happens, you can come right down to growers and hook up with the bow and arrow, the Ute Indian tribe out of uh, southwest Colorado there. But from, Ute, from the Ute Indian tribe, we go right into Durango. And we'll be seeing our good friend Jason Lamb. Yeah, Jay Lum. Jay Lum. Jay Lum. Jay Lum. Jay's a cool guy. He's very well connected there. And we're going to do a dinner or um, uh, Scott Brewing Company in Durango, Colorado. We'll do a show from there. And then we're heading back on up. Yeah, Rich, take off over there. We're going to send it to Rich in a second here to do the uh, break. But uh, we'll head up from Durango and do what I am so excited. Brian, listen to me. I'm so excited for this. We're going to do a summer solstice party, cookout, camp out at Big B's with Jeff yes. Schwartz, man. That is a cool place to Friday be. Friday night. And we're going to be there on the summer solstice. Yeah. That could turn into a huge shingding there in Bayonia. Yeah. And Hotchkiss, right? Hotchkiss. They're right next to each other. And then back up around, we're going to go into Palisade and Grand Junction area. And um, Saturday night, one week later, we'll be at Field to Fork, hopefully. Yep. And then uh, back down that Sunday and just source a lot of great food. So if you have any suggestions for us on where we should stop off in Colorado, just uh, drop us an we're, email. We're going to be seeing a lot of awesome farms, restaurants, distillers, brewers. We should see our friend down at uh, Solar Roast Coffee in, in Pueblo. Remember when he was on yeah. the show? Solar Roast. We're going to through Pueblo as well. So that's our route. You're going to hear a lot more of it from weeks to come. But uh, Colorado, man, we are so blessed. I've been taking a lot of trips down to Salida lately, and that, that drive down 285 is just, yep, it's far out. Have you fallen in much. love with the rabbit farm down there, Gene? I, I, uh, with, with Jane's rabbit farm? Jane's yeah, rabbit farm. I really do yeah. like it a lot. Uh, okay, let's take a break, and we'll come back. And uh, looking forward to uh, Lincoln Schistler is coming up from Seattle Fish Company. That'll be next uh, right here on the Modern Eater Show. We'll break away now, and then uh, we'll send away to Little Rich right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Something fishy is going down next in the kitchen at The Modern Eater Show. If you've got a fish question, none better than Seattle Fish Company, a locally based company. They're coming up next. Lincoln's going to drop some fish knowledge. You got a question, 303-713-8255. We'll get you on. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. 
infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. Little Rich here. It's the new year, and we're all looking for ways to save money. Here's a tip I bet you didn't know about. Do what I do. Buy your natural gas wholesale, instantly saving 10 to 12% off your gas bill every single month. Baby, that's some serious cash. Do what I've done for years and call Brian Rizzuto at Encore Energy today. The sooner you call, the sooner you save. Call Brian at Encore Energy, 720-245-5771. That's 720-245-5771. Save money on natural gas with Encore Energy. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are actually Justin Brunson. He signed on to the Summer Dinner Series. He's going to wrap up that series on August 20th and be the last chef cooking. It's just uh, fantastic that Justin's join us. It's, we're back here at the Kitchen Studio Kitchen Colorado. Greg Holland back, Brian Freeman, uh, Jay Parker, Little Rich Schneider, and our resident chef here, Chef Chito Ariola. And uh, we've got Seattle Fish Company. Um, here he is. Lincoln, you're back. How yeah. are you? Yes, sir, man. I'm so just happy to be here. <laughs> good to it's, good see. To, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good, good to be back. It's good to be anywhere, right? Uh, well, yeah, for sure. Um, this is a cool thing. First of all, as Cheeto, and, and if you're not on our Facebook Live now, you're yes, missing you full value. you want to see this. He's breaking down a halibut right now in uh, just perfect fashion. But, uh, Lincoln, start off, talk about Seattle Fish Company, local company, and, uh, they, you know, Seattle Fish. It's like, what? No, they're not. They're from Seattle. No, 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 no. Family-owned business, been around for 100 years. Um, you know, kind of long story. I'm going to dumb it down a little bit sure. here. But, um, you know, it initially started with Mose Iacino. You know, he was he was up in Seattle. He was getting all of his shellfish and all of his fish from Seattle. He was uh, on freight. So, excuse me, I'm sorry. On freight. Um, Had a little mini what, stroke it, on it, the air there. Well yeah, well, yeah, I got stuck there for a second. I apologize. <laughs> no uh, I do it all the time. <laughs> a little mini stroke. No um, yeah, he was packing all of his products and sawdust, you know, with a little bit of ice, shipping them down here, and then with uh, was walking around downtown Denver with a little cart and making things happen, and then Is all that... of a sudden, you know, um, here we are 100 years later, you know, got 20 trucks running everywhere. That's Literally it, yeah. everywhere. We'll go anywhere. Um, if is, is there anything you cannot source fish-wise? 
I mean, no. I mean, you can like, get it all. I will. I mean, I can get it all. I mean, if you give me, you know, I mean, we deal a lot on the wholesale level and on the retail level as well. Lincoln, what's I the mean, most unique? What's the most unique thing you've ever sourced for I, someone? Well, I mean, I'm thinking right now. I mean, just last week we brought in some scorpion fish from New Zealand. Uh, you know, which is an invasive species. Um, so I mean, who they wants go, that? I mean, well, what's that well, call well, sound well, like? Who wants that? But it's a sustainable option. You know, you know what I mean? So I mean, it's nobody really truly. I mean, is like, hey man, can you can you go pick up and can you source scorpion fish? But since, I mean, we're all about sustainability. Was that a chef that wanted that or just yeah, a I crazy mean, guy playing well, video it, games? It was, it was chefs, I mean, chefs reach out to me for it, pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, and you want them fish to. From, Span- from Spain. I mean, I get a lot of calls on, I've been getting a lot of calls on cuttlefish from Spain, you know, a sepia. Unique, unique products. And you're saying cuttlefish, cuttlefish, right? The little glow-in-the-dark kind of fish there. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, it's like a subspecies of octopus. So, well, that guy, you know, Lincoln, and Greg knew I was going to go here, and I just got to ask you, because when I talk about glow-in-the-dark fish, I I always have this this big question for, for people in your industry about... You know, Fukushima, about the Pacific, about, like, all this stuff. It's because it's still going. It's not going to end. And, um, I, you know, we always wonder. I, you know, I wonder, and I don't want to take you there, and I don't want to put you on the spot for sure, Lincoln, but, but it is something that's very interesting about where we source our fish, fish from, where in the world we're getting it, and what can be in the water, how, how they're raising the fish. Well, because you yeah. can do sea, ocean, ocean farm-raised. That now how, has how come very, a long way. That and how very delicate our earth is and our oceans are, and and the big roles that uh, fishing communities have. And you're you're a fisherman. Oh yeah. I mean, you yeah. love the water. Oh, uh, well, And yeah. what's in it? Oh, every, everything. I love everything about it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, nice work. Um, I mean, I love every. Truly, I do love everything about it. You know. So I mean, yeah, you definitely have to be thoughtful about where you're getting your products. You know, I mean, at Seattle Fish, I mean, we uh, we got a team of you know five buyers that are that are sourcing from all over the world. So we put a lot of thought into it. It's not just shooting from the hip. You know, I mean, we're just we think about you know the repercussions of what we do. Um, we're we're always trying to bring in you know whole boats and and, and push you know bycatch. You know, so I mean, if there's a if there's a boat out there that say you know I mean that's you know running trawl gear or whatever. Um, and, and rockfish is a bycatch of that product, and they're targeting another species. We'll always try to pick it up, you know. I mean, uh, you know, pay some some money for it, you know, get some value out of it, so it's not just getting dumped, you know. So you got to be really thoughtful about that. And the team that I work with and Seattle Fish, that you know, I mean, you're only successful as the people around you. you I'd know? love to so, hear that you know so much, Lincoln, and that's why people should really reach out to Seattle Fish for your fish needs at the restaurant. And, and more so, what would you say, Lincoln, is one of those things that's a big no-no? When you're looking at fish, what is the one thing that you want to stay away from or you would encourage people to really yeah, I mean, steer near of? I mean, if, if, you're, if, if you're a whole fish buyer, I mean, I, I like cloudy eyes, anything that's kind of muggy, dingy. Um, if you open up the gills and you see that they're, you know, off just a little bit, you know, whether color, smell, I mean, use, use your nose. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I mean, if it smells funky, you don't want to, I mean, that's, that goes across the board with anything. Does this, you, you know, I mean, does, does this same notion apply to today's day and age to where uh, the closer the fish, the better the taste, the better it's going to be for you? Is, is, is length, as far as it needs to travel in this world, is that really a variable on the quality and the freshness of well, the fish? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say so. You know, I mean, we're sourcing out of the Gulf. I mean, we get a big Gulf program that we're running with right now. Um, and, and, I mean, some of that stuff, you know, I mean, is out of the water on a plane or 
even by freight, you know, I mean, it's here within two to three days, Mm -hmm. you you know, so I mean, it's no logistics. I mean, when you're playing with like uh, the way we play, I mean, logistics, they're all pros that I work with. I mean, they're smart. They're highly intelligent guys. They all bring that stuff in in a thoughtful manner, you know, I mean, and if it doesn't come into Seattle Fish up to spec, we're not going to send it out. You know know what I mean? It's I mean, we got quality guys that got eyes on them you know i mean i'm back there literally daily you know checking products seeing what's going on you know so i'm I, interested yeah go ahead yeah go. when i said you're a fisherman that's no joke what's your background i mean yeah i mean it everything from kitchens to boats you know i mean i was up in alaska all of well not all of 2017 but a big chunk of 2017 up there commercial salmon fishing relayed that into a little bit of halibut you know what cheetos cutting down right now and uh you get, you tell me the truth. You got sick of salmon after being on the boat oh, that yeah, long. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I haven't eaten wild salmon for probably two years, and I have people hit me up all the time for it, and I don't touch – it's a good product, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'd love you, to sell it, and when we bring it in, it's beautiful. I mean, you got that nice red to it. Yeah. And salmon should be fired up, you know, here within the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, I mean, when I was on the boat, I mean, we probably ate that stuff oh, – Three, four times a week for it's three months sure. straight, literally. And it's a pleasure. You know, I mean, you can what a only luxury. do so much with it. You sure. know what I mean? Like, you, you know, like, you know, you're cooking on a little griddle all the time. Well, let's hear from the chef. Chef, you just broke down in, in, gosh, yeah, what, eight minutes, um, uh, it, effortlessly. That uh, halibut. What do you think of the quality of that? Good man. The, uh, the clams, the, uh, the muscle, not the clams. What was scallops. It? Scallops. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Had a little stroke there, too. (laughs) (laughs) It happens a lot. Uh, It's good stuff. I mean, buttery. This is fresh. It's delicate. Chef, tell me, Chef Cheeto, you opened up this can, and I was shocked because I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, a paint can? Scallops coming out of a paint can? And Chef Cheeto educated me tonight, and I really appreciate that. Would you educate our guests? Why why are we getting scallops out of a can? So you get the scallops out of the can because you keep the light out, the uh, the product, the air. Mm -hmm. Any uh, water, water contact, the ice, so it doesn't contaminate. Makes perfect sense. Nice. Hey, uh, Jay Parker here, just to throw this in there, that's why canned beer is technically better than bottled beer for the same reason, sunlight and uh, oxygen. You've paid attention to a show or two, haven't you? (laughs) I mean, I'm not just uh, over here. (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) I'm listening. I'm listening, too. So So, uh, what can can we look forward to in the uh, climate of fish uh, this this time of year? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I feel it's strong. You know, I mean, we brought in this halibut. You know, I mean, that just got fired up like, I don't know, a month ago maybe you know so i mean we'll be we'll be rolling with fresh halibut all the stuff out of the gulf is coming in real nice you know you got some spanish max we've been landing lately that are beautiful beautiful products um you'll see wild salmon season start up you know so hopefully we'll bring in some red some well sockeyes kings cohos get some chums in there you know what's the best of the best what's your favorite brian my favorite fish yeah um, you know, I'm easy. I like really good tuna. And and I know we shouldn't be eating it right now, but because we've overfished tuna, but I'll tell you, I'm a simple guy when it comes to fish. I like raw tuna. Just that that hits the spot for me. Really? But I'm curious, how big is the gulf because you're getting a ton of fish out of there? I I, I wanted to pop back into that real quick with you, Lincoln. Yeah. How many varieties of fish are you pulling out of the gulf? Just a ton? Or what I mean, is it well, super I mean, diverse? Like, I mean, I, I well, just for example, I update my fresh sheet, you know, I mean I send this out twice a week, you know what I mean? So I mean 
12 to 14, you know what Different I mean? And species then, out like, of there, I mean, nice. We can even work a little bit further south in the, in the like, Ecuador, Costa Rica, you know what I mean? We're sourcing a lot of, you know, to kind of piggyback off of your You guys bring fish. grouper in? Yeah, grouper. We'll bring, we'll oh, bring in, well, yeah, we'll bring in grouper from big ones, 40, 50 pounders, oh, um, nice. you know what I mean? Then we got a West Coast grouper we'll, we'll bring in, and then to kind of piggyback off of uh, tuna and your favorite fish. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? All the stuff that we're uh, getting is out of Costa Rica. Nice. Um, it's through a company called Chef's Trading. Um, so everything is QR tagged. So, like, if you were to buy, you know, a side of tuna from me, um, it comes with a QR tag. So you can scan it and see what boat it was landed on, when it w- went to Miami, and then when it was shipped to Denver and then got to your door. Nice. That I love so to hear really, people yeah. with transparency. Lincoln, you yeah. guys are nailing it out of the park yeah. at Seattle Fish, man. Thanks yeah, for coming absolutely. on tonight. Yeah, not, I appreciate not, it. Nothing wrong with that at all. Lincoln, no. I, whenever I want to talk about fish, you're the guy to go to. And, and truly, it's the passion. The passion I love for whatever you're doing within that industry, the passion that you have for fish and fishing and everything. Um, Thank you so much, Lincoln. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's good stuff. It's 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW on iHeart Radio Station. Up next, they call him the Spice Guy, and uh, for very good reason. He ruined it for a lot of other people because you say, uh, you know, if you're in the spice industry, yeah, the Spice Guy's coming. Well, no, he's not because there's one Spice Guy, and his name's Zach Johnston. And uh, the Spice Guy is going to come up next right here on the Modern Eater Show, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. You're listening to iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, got a spice question? Stump the Spice Guy. Call in now, 303-713-8255 if it's a good one. We'll get you right on the show live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Colleen Ferreira here with the Colorado Chefs Association. You've probably heard the excitement. This year, we are creating a stir in the culinary community. This is your personal invitation to join us on our constant culinary adventure. Let us open up our network to you and help you grow professionally. Whether you are a chef, purveyor, brewer, baker, we are here to build your brand, your business, and connect you with Colorado's culinary community. Join us. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, Colleen, at ACF. ColoradoChefs.org. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you too want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper local. Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Okay, back to Studio Kitchen Colorado momentarily. The Modern Eater Show will continue with the Spice Guy, Zach Johnston. But right now, it's A-plus beverage solution. They're in the house tonight, man. Yes, they are. Jeff and Kristen Rourke. We tell you all the time, if you own a brewery, a bar, um, a restaurant, get it together. Get an A-plus report card from A-plus beverage solutions. All you have to do 
is give this gentleman a call. Get a pin. We'll give you the number in a minute. But foam is money, and he makes your tap dreams reality. He can go in and adjust your lines, your nitro, um, the glycol, if it's pouring Can he do bad. anything with, like, kombucha and wine, Greg? He can add a line, man. Nitro lines, fantastic. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's truly the leading man in the industry and hyper-local at its finest. Um, here's the deal. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, boys? You're pouring, pouring your money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Simply a phone call away, 720-272-3809-720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. You better believe it. Back to Studio Kitchen Colorado and the Modern Eater Show continues. Live on Facebook, too. Uh, checking in with us, uh, Chef Elon Wenzel, Jeff Jabot. Yep, you are. R- Rocker Spirits working right now, and Sugar Fire is doing great things down there. Uh, Culinary Latitude says, uh, hey, Chef Cheeto. Chef Cheeto's working in the kitchen hard right now. But in the meantime and in between time, it's time to go to school about spices, Brian. This is going to be exciting. I've had him at Growers, and he's just an incredible guy with a wealth of knowledge. This is the man who knows how to spice things up. You've probably heard them all. Spice them up. Uh, the spice of life. Um, I, I don't know. You probably dig deep. But Zach Johnson, it's a pleasure to have you for your first appearance on the Modern Eater Show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it. Man, you came here the other day. It was like a homie that I just met, but uh, you know, I felt like I've known you forever. Um, yeah, but that was mostly you. I like that. Yes. See, do you like how? Thank you for keeping him straight. I appreciate that. That was good stuff, and that's what you're going to get from Zach. You're uh, just an unapologetic guy that works hard in this business. But you started out, I mean, restaurant guy, huh? Yeah, I'm an old school line cook. Uh, I went home for 12 plus years smelling like fryer oil every night. So I get the struggle. I still do the struggle. When I'm out of money, I'm in a restaurant working. For the weekend, trying to hustle what a humble it up. guy, man! What a humble guy. Toledo, Ohio, boy. Yeah, so I'm a, a blue collar dude by uh, reputation, and uh, I inherited that part of my life. So uh, Toledo's a great place to be from. We just opened up another distribution center there uh, about two months ago, so we've got some clients working uh, in that. Midwest area, and then we do all of our uh, East Coast distribution out of that center as well. We're going to cover it all. I yeah. mean, you kind of jumped to Z right there to yeah, where that, yeah, where you're at right that's now. Where but my mind is. There you were. To, uh, yeah, I, I believe it. Well, because. wait, though. Is he allowed to talk? Are you allowed to talk of why you have an East Coast distribution center? Yeah, in just so. a minute. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. get yeah. some background. Yeah. You have to wait to hear why. I, he I has mean, it's th- this is such a cool center. story. This is this guy it's not started out of Summit. So, Zach. County in Toledo, running from the law, cleared up his warrants, <laughs> went to Summit <laughs> County. <laughs> you don't no, no one. Yeah, we didn't have to go head. that deep, man. We did <laughs> Like, okay, he was born in a hospital from his mama. We're not gonna go there. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying to find my dad. <laughs> None of that's true. But uh, there you are. You end up in Summit County, and take it from there. Yeah. So I ended up in Summit. I uh, was making a run at going professional and snowboarding got about as far as uh, that was going to take me and I ended up shattering my pelvis playing for Dew Tour so that all took a back seat I went back to school my teacher asked me what you think you're going to do in with retrospect the rest of your life? best thing that ever happened to you 
Yeah, probably, shattering maybe. your pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, are you? I mean, would you have gone on this path that you're on right now? This I journey? think I, I think I would be selling something. I'm not sure it would. I'm not sure that we would be talking right now, but yeah. I'd be selling something. I'm not sure what it is. So tragic tragedy turned into different. You had to take a left-hand turn in your life. Yeah, yeah. Back to school, sit down in a classroom, get mm-hmm. it all sorted out. Uh, graduated, and I cooked my way through college. I didn't really take much for loans, so I just cooked my way through college every night as much as I could. Uh, hung around during the day studying and trying to get better for snowboarding and none of that ever happened so yeah just uh, ended up in a restaurant uh, needed, wait till you hear this story I needed, how I, did this. I needed uh, I needed some special spices uh, for the restaurant a company that I was buying for was bought out by Cisco and I told the dude hey where am I gonna get this and he told me you're gonna have to figure it out I'm sorry uh, no dice on getting it from me anymore and so, yeah, tracked down some dudes in Colorado that knew some people, made some connections, uh, used some kitchen connections that I had, and started sourcing ingredients from uh, internationally. It was like one of my first sourcing deals. But securing your first client client was within, in your organization yeah. right there, right? It was I mean, the how- restaurant I was working in. I told the owner, I can get this for you. And he was like, oh, cool, it'll be a better deal. And I was like, no, no, it will be the same deal as you had before. Had before yes. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I'm going to company in the black people say they don't make money till year five i was like what's up now <laughs> yeah <laughs> well <laughs> that's what i love about him he's a businessman yeah, too i mean he's smart yeah but it's finest right there you find a need uh you supply the need and you, d- you do it in a way to where hopefully it's seem seamless but um six years later here you are right yeah six years later i still work uh, as much as possible i love what i'm doing I think uh, I told Brian when I met with him a couple months ago, I still love going to do deliveries. I love doing production. I told you when I met you last week, this last entire week, I was filling barbecue off a machine yeah. for a co-pack job. Like, I love I love being in it still. So uh, very much look forward to getting up at 5 a.m. to go to work. You'll love day. this. I said, Zach, what's your, what's your average day look like? Break it down. Uh, yeah, up at 5 to work by 5.30. Hanging out, trying to do office work till like 9, uh, 9 or 10. Do some production stuff from like 10 to 1. Make sure everything's floating. Uh, try to get whatever deliveries need to go out, out the door by like noon. Whoever needs sorted by noon. Whoever's getting fired is getting fired by noon. And then from like 1 on, I'm trying to be in the field. Hanging with the homies, seeing the chefs. Uh, talking about new products. Talking about what blends we can make for people. Uh, and then hopefully home by 5 or 6 and then... Band practice, good night, kiss my baby to sleep, fall asleep on the couch on my wife, and do it over again. What instrument do you play, Zach? I play keys in the band called And the Black Feathers. Nice. What kind of music? What's your style? Uh, they do Detroit rock and roll. Nice. Oh, nice. A little yeah. Bob Seger kind of yeah, yeah, rock a, and roll. I was yeah, going to slap cool. him if he said kid rock. But, oh, yeah. Well, oh, hey, man. Every, there's, a play, there's something for everyone. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> there is. So uh, take that a step further because I love to talk about entrepreneurship and I like to talk about um, and, and you love culture and, and, and how that and you got a great culture um, with the Spice Guy. Here's the thing. How do you, uh, I said, do you schedule your day down to the minute? Dude says, I used to. I did used to. I used to do it down to the minute. It got a, it got a little overwhelming, but it was good. It worked for like four months, and I probably should do it still, but you go and you meet people like Brian, and you have it scheduled for 45 minutes, and we hung out for four hours. <laughs> and so, it, you know, there's these moments where you have to take advantage of the people that are letting you into their day. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do that as much as possible. So, like, connecting with people like Josh Walken, 
as often as possible, the owner of Secret Sauce Food and Beverage, which is Steuben's, Vesta, and Ace. Uh, trying to connect with uh, the dudes who run Punchbowl on a national level as much as possible uh, whenever they're in Denver. Trying to get in with people like Justin Brunson as much as possible, try to get him to touch me in the weirdest places possible as often as he wants to. He will. He and will he do that. He's very generous he with his touches there, that he Justin is. is. He is. <laughs> so trying to get in with, uh, create relationships with owners, like John Philippe uh, owns all the uh, tap and does and all of the bird calls in town. So trying to connect with those dudes uh, to sort of steal some of their culture and some of their wisdom, like specifically Walken, like he's a dude that I love to steal culture from because they've done such a good job in their organization. Of, Give an example of stealing culture. Well, so Josh was one of the first people that said, like, we're going to do a wellness week, and it's going to be no drinking allowed uh, at the restaurants, mm-hmm. like, so, like, no shifties. Yep. Um, yoga retreats. Yeah, yoga retreats, as much therapy as you want on the house. Um, and you, I'm sure there's a million things that I don't even know about. These are just, like, the flyer points that I but see. But wait, I mean, way to address, uh, address them, and, and that's really... Um, when you took a, a, a look at your, your restaurant and, and in, in that instance, uh, Vesta, that you really have to uh, look at the culture within and say, how healthy are we? What And, and what can I do to give yeah. back to the people that give me so much, my lifeline? Especially when you've been around. For You know, it's one thing when you're starting a new place, you get caught up in a lot of stuff and you don't necessarily start that from the beginning. But someone like Vesta and Steubens and the Ace, you know, franchise that he has built, and, you know, what a great job that he's done, um, all local. He probably had to address those things for himself. Uh, I think I heard I could him have a, a couple of talks at the Colorado Restaurant Association. Uh, I heard him do a wellness talk. And those are the exact things. Is you have to take a look at those things, and we're all so similar in how we're uh, created, but especially in the service industry where it's all about giving, continually giving, uh, that, that sense of servitude that you do, and you neglect yourself. Oh, totally. And, My and wife will tell you I'm the first person to not pay attention to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest thing with it, being an entrepreneur, I'll tell you, because it's all about creating and th- this vision to make it come true. Here's yeah. what and I want to ask you, and we can answer it after the break. Um, but it, it, here, here it is, the entrepreneurial conundrum of where you have an idea of what you want to do as the spice guy. And you grow and you grow, but you say, here's a certain point of where... I don't know much more than what I know. I don't know what I don't know at that point. So how do you go into that different ear with the Spice Guy? I want you to answer that next. And Zach Johnson's here with us at Studio Kitchen Colorado. But that's a, a really big thing, especially when you you own the lion's share of your. I think you have one guy that sweated into your company, but it's just you. How do you grow to that point. And that's where we'll get into that East Coast distribution right there. It all ties in. All's well in the world right here. And Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Zach Zach Johnston will continue right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We're going to send it off to Little Rich, but take a break right now on our iHeartRadio station, 630 k Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Getting spicy coming up next with Zach Johnston, the spice guy. Zach says he can't be stumped on a spice. You want to try and stump him or just tell us your favorite spice? 303-713-8255. We'll get you on when The Modern Eater continues. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. 
Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000-gallon system year-round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides... Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Okay, back to uh, the Modern Eater Show in a minute with the Spice Guy. Uh, but here's the deal. I've got copy for Proud Soul Barbecue and Provisions. Um, but these, if you don't know yet, I mean, I don't know what to say. I'll hand that to Zach. Zach, just take a couple of points out of there. But these are partners with you. You can get your spices at uh, Proud Souls, can't you? Dan, uh, the owners of Proud Souls, they're award-winning, award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies. And these dudes literally have everything. You can go there and get a smoker. You can get fuel for your smoker, so pellets. You can get all kinds of different types of wood. You can get spices. You can get seasonings. You can get sauces. Meat. You, you can, can get, get meat. meat. Out you of can the get river bear meat. You can get midland meat from Texas. And these dudes know what they're doing yeah. so much. That if you just walk in and say, hey, I know nothing about the world. They'll say, welcome. They'll they'll sit you down, give you a 20-minute lecture on how to do it. They also run a bunch of cool classes out of there that have been, like, detrimental for uh, people that I know to be able to cook edible food. And not only edible, but enjoyable. That's right. Which is totally a different thing. But, uh, yeah, these guys are award winners, meat eaters, and expert smokers, and they're excited to share their knowledge with you. Go ahead and look them up on ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Or, if you're in Denver, feel free to swing by them. They're at uh, 24th and Federal, right next to the brand-new Snarfs over there. And you did that so great. I I appreciate it. And, and listen, you nailed it. But that's when it just comes from the heart, and that's how we talk about these guys. Um, Tony, Dan, Chris. Over there at Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, they're going to make sure that you have your backyard the way that you want your backyard. They're not going to do the hard sell on you. And trust me, don't go to one of those big box stores and do an impulse buy. Go in and see the experts. It's 25th and Federal. They're our guys. It's Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. They're also doing a barbecue competition on May 18th. And we'll be there. We'll be there. I'll be a judge there. You will? For better or worse. All right, man. All right, let's hit it. We'll we'll, we'll talk after the show. I got something special for you. Let's do it in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Feed me now. This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy. I'm starving. And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Rock you by. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions, award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. No joking, man. Those dudes are always smoking. 
and it's all night long. It truly is. We were at a uh, the Colorado Finals uh, barbecue competition. They brought home first place for their ribs. I mean, just no problem. But uh, seventh place overall, I think. Seventh place overall. Uh, these guys take it serious, and they love what they do in barbecue. But they're great guys. They're super approachable. They're very humble. Just like, hey, come down, check it out. They don't make you feel really embarrassed that you might not that you know, know nothing, nothing about anything. You know. Uh, another guy that makes me feel really embarrassed that I don't know anything about uh, anything, but it's spices. And I want Zach, I just want to absorb your knowledge. I need to hang out with you more, man. And it's spice related. Uh, nothing more, nothing more. We can do whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> we, we can. All right. Yeah, we're yeah, pros. What a great addition to the show, and I think you're going to hear Zach's voice a lot more. But uh, the Spice guy, the question that I asked you, do you remember the question I asked you before I, uh, yeah, we broke Yeah, I do, up? I do. How do you come to that level of an entrepreneur? And that's a lot of the problem that I have and I see a lot of entrepreneurs have is that control thing of what you know, what your vision is, how you see it, but you can only grow your company to that point to where you're going to hit a ceiling just as Zach. How do you infuse different energy? How do you, wh What are you doing now at this point to bring the Spice Guy brand to that next level? A lot of it is instinct, honestly. Like, I've got two things. I've got instinct and I've got a, a palette that I've worked on like Arnold worked on his body, right? I've, I've put my palette through rigorous testing, trying to figure out what's what get something super dialed in. I've built my own uh, flavor wheel, which is like a, my wife does hair, so she had a color wheel, and I was like, that's super nice to be able to look at all these contrasting and close enough flavors. So I built one of my own that's for cool. spices specifically. Uh, the second part of that question is that with your board of advisors, you better be the dumbest dude in the room when you walk in there. If you're going to go anywhere with your company, you better have a board of advisors that is way smarter than you are. Interesting. So we don't have like a, a board of trustees that gets paid. We have a bunch of volunteers that just are invested in watching us grow purely from a standpoint of anything but financial because we have no money to give them. How do you deal with that feedback when you are the spice guy? Yeah, so ultimately, like I said, instinct. Like if, if I go to Brian and say, I've got this issue, how have you solved it? And he gives me an answer that I don't like. I'm going to ask a few more people. And if it's the same answer over and over, I'm going to take what he said to heart. And I'm going to do that anyways. But if he tells me something that I don't really think is going to work or think is going to happen, I'll ponder it for as long as I can. And then ultimately, like, it's my call. It's an instinct deal. Um, I've been wrong before, hundreds, you know, hundreds of times. But... Uh, Ultimately, like we're just we're just going for what we know, and I think a lot of it is keep it simple. While you were here the other day, you said like that's all your restaurant inside of you. Like you got to touch every table. Yeah. Like, our philosophy is to be in every restaurant every week. And well, I think you said that each one of my customers is going to hear from us once a week, at least. And I said that's got to be your restaurant background, man, because you go touch tables. Yep. That's what you do. You get the pulse of who you're doing business with. Um, feedback. Every, I mean, everything comes from that, but. Um, how you do that and how you're going to maintain that as you grow, that should be an interesting thing, especially well, in Well, Greg, though, he said one thing. He's not afraid to fail. And that's that's the sign of a true entrepreneur. Because, listen, it, it's not about how far we succeed, but how many times we fell down, we fell down and got back up to make sure the vision, the dream came true. And Zach's living that dream. Cheeto. Yo. <laughs> hey, man. 
gosh, let's talk about spices let's here for that. a few <laughs> minutes, man. Uh, you brought us a lot of cool stuff, and basically what you said to us is, uh, here's what I think the fundamentals are going to be for you. Can you do that, Zach, just with your expertise? What are the fundamentals that, uh, let's just say, any home cook should have in their cabinet? So just like a basic run of spices that everybody should have. We've yeah. got it for sale on our website. It's called a rack in a box. Uh, it's like a playoff of Justin Timberlake song that we thought was really funny. And so we do this rack in a box, and it's sort of, it's eight essential spices and eight blends that we think every restaurant or every home kitchen really should have. So it's a retail size uh, deal. But we think everybody should have a Cuban, a coriander, garlic, onion. And we do our garlic and onion together because we just think that it was a really cool concept. Um, it's easy. They should both go in everything. Uh, you know, you've got an oregano in there, a black pepper, a really cool salt from uh, Italy. So it's a Sicilian salt from one of the old, actually the oldest salt work in the world. Uh, so it's a Trapani sea salt. And then, uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of other of our most popular blends in there to get people excited about cooking and make it easy. And when you walk to the grill, when you go to Proud Souls and buy your stuff and they hand you a box, a thank you box, that's our spices in there as a as a way for you to get acquainted with uh, spices and our brand in general and kind of the philosophy that I've put into spices has been, hey, let's let's go and let's do something that looks really cool, tastes really good, and has an in-your-face flavor. Like, I don't know that anybody's ever told me that I'm a nonchalant, not in-your-face person. So, like, my flavors are bold. It's a little bit like my personality, but the sourcing on everything is probably one of the most important things to me fundamentally. We're trying to go as close to the source as we can. So I was telling these guys the other day, our garlic that we sell is an eight-year process before it touches any consumer. Love this. That's so, so it's cool. four years into a petri dish of being split. It's one of the only non, uh, it's one of the only GMO-free certified spices in the world is our garlic and onion. And can the you way take 30 seconds on how that's possible. Yeah. So four years in a petri dish, and then two years growing uh, on the coast of California, very close to Nevada. It's a 100 mile, 100 square mile farm. They only grow garlic on the inside 25 miles so that they can assure that uh, no Monsanto, no BS is getting in there. I love that. They pull it after two years of it growing up there and start planting it from the coast on California. So they go from south to north over the growing season. So starting down in San Diego uh, and going all the way up to San Francisco. Wow. That's, wow. Well, Andy's so tied into his farms that he's pulling this product from. I mean, he was just telling me a story before hey, the Jared, show. Hey, Jared, how much, I don't have a clock, how much time do we have left in this segment? Back in the studio. Hey, Zach, will you co-host the whole second hour of this show with sure. us and talk about tap lines and beer and Bloody Mary to. mix and that kind of stuff? I, would love I don't want to get rid of you, man. Um, okay, I think we have about 30 seconds left, but people, uh, we have a lot of chefs, a lot of restaurateurs that listen to the show. The, the 20, 30 second pitch of why to get a hold of the Spice Guy. Uh, it's it's honestly a service and a it's a dedication thing. We've uh, we never let our customers run out. We come and do a table touch every single week. Take your inventory for you. Let you know what we think you might need. Check out with you. You bring it back to us uh, with what you need. We send it out a few days later. You're happy. We're happy. Uh, you've got some of the best products from the some of the coolest farms in the world, and we're happy because we. Uh, got to bring it to you he won me over i That's mean awesome there's right? a great guy he really did um zach johnson cool dude classy dude he's a pro you saw him do that proud souls thing i think you got a future in media too man i don't know if you want to brand <laughs> hola y feliz dia de cinco de mayo gracias para escuchando la primera hora de la programa ya viene la segunda hora ahorita si tienes hambre si tienes sed eso es tu programa 
For the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. You better believe it. Here we are, the second hour of the Modern Eater show fires up right now from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. As we continue, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Zach Johnson, the Spice Guy, is going to stick around and co-host with us as we continue with, uh, here's a couple of my favorites right here, hyper-local at its finest, uh, small business people, and just watching your business grow has been uh, such a pleasure to me. Entrepreneurs galore in the room tonight, and uh, Jeff and Kristen Rourke, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. What's going on, Greg? Yeah. A-plus beverage solutions. First of all, let's do this. It's a quick game. What does A-plus beverage solutions and the Spice Guy have in common? Does anybody know? We're uh, local. Yeah. Local. There you go, Kristen. <laughs> you both work uh, very closely with Punch, punch Bowl Social. Oh, oh cool. that's another right one. On. Did you yeah. know that? I was going to say we drink as much as we want at night and then get up <laughs> when the alarm goes off in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> talk about, Zach, talk about your relationship with Punch Bowl Social. It's a lovely one. Uh, we've been, we work with Christina before he got to Punch Bowl. So he was with Breckenridge, uh, Breckenridge Brewery before that, the entire group. And when we, he went over there, he brought us on as well. So we do national for them. So all their spices, all their uh, flour mixes for their fried chicken, their waffle mix, uh, quite a few different products for those guys. And so we opened up our distribution center in Toledo specifically to uh, fund the Punch Bowl deal because uh, Denver to Atlanta was a five-day shipping and Denver to Arlington, Virginia is a five-day shipping. So we shortened it up for them by opening a distribution center in Toledo, and that was sort of what kick-started us to be able to grow that market uh from our business and yeah we that's a partnership that we uh we love and make sure that we keep and do whatever i was in i was at punch bowl stapleton seven times this week for samples and menu testing and hats off to punch bowl yeah. totally um, well they found two great guys because it, I want, spices yeah. all all their stores and who do, has done all their taps right Moore, there what's your relationship with punch bowl our, our relationship is great uh you know they, they have a very aggressive uh, growth plan this year so uh I don't, I don't know if we'll be able to maintain that growth curve, but uh, uh, we're going to give it our best. So We'll uh, be spending a lot of time in Texas together. Uh, yeah, we're, yes. we're currently working on the Dallas location, and then, uh, uh, and then uh, I believe, Austin, uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, uh, well, yeah. uh, Fort Worth is already going, but we, did, we are not doing that one because it, their growth plan is so aggressive. They brought in another company to kind of help split things up. So. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, we did... I, I think Dallas is our 18th location or something like that. Yeah. I have a From premonition for you. I do. I have a premonition that, that? once you get everything set up, they're going to be calling you back to help <laughs> with those other stores that they couldn't use you on. Well, but, you know, that's just a premonition. I mean, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I would never wish that upon anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I will say 20% of my business is redoing other people's work. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's what else you have in common. Uh, so hyperlocal work with Punchbowl Social. I'm sure you guys work with a lot of other restaurants that mm-hmm. intertwine. Um, but family, family folks. Yeah. And uh, Zach, you just, how old's your little daughter Parker? 11 months. 11 months. Congratulations. Yeah. Charlie is a year, uh, 15 months, 16 months. 16 months. 16 months. 16 months. Yep. And another one on the way. Yep. Yep. I was gonna say congratulations because wh- where they are growing. 
Is Kristen, every time I see you, you keep growing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> doing growing it. little babies. I love it. I love it. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Don't, don't, oh, yeah. don't get me in trouble. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for bringing yeah. me there tonight. Yeah. No vegetarian yeah. options. Yeah. And Brian Freeman. Oh, no, no, no. We've got some killer trumpet mushrooms over here. Yeah. You should tie into all these mushrooms from Hazeldale cooked in several different ways. There's some good vegetarian stuff over there. And I'll tell you, if you tell any of these chefs... They'll oh, do something for you. Oh, Jay's got something to say. Hold on. Chef, yeah, Chef Chito made a uh, uh, vegetarian dish Chiche. special for Kristen. So, oh, or at wow. least that's what I'm saying. But he did make a ve- he did make a vegetarian dish. It's a mushroom-based nice. ceviche. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Beautiful. So oh, nice. it's more than just, here's a plate of fungus, you know, enjoy. <laughs> like, he did some stuff with it to make it uh, taste good. Oh, that's good. He so was looking out for you. Let's do a few scenarios. So, Jay, he, he pours... Uh, draft beers incessantly. I mean, how many nights a week, Jay? And he pours cheap draft beer, four, so that usually four, foams, doesn't four it? Four nights a week. Well, well, I mean, any beer can foam, you know? <laughs> I mean, certain high-quality beers may foam less, but I'll tell you this much, and it's ironic because it's it's a testimonial, but it's also not BS in the sense of when I'm pouring beers now and I know what beer we have on tap and it'd be a great beer and an expensive beer and I know that and I know the brewery so I know that the beer is good and I swear and I can't don't mention the name of where it is you know if you know me you know where it is but I don't want to do that but I'm not joking when it's just three pitchers of foam to get one pint of beer Jay what are you doing Oh, well, well I'm, I'm pouring somebody else's money down that. the drain. Yeah, somebody else's money. <laughs> yeah, Zach, you, you go to, and, and that problem happens a lot. I was at a very, I'm in a predominant Cherry Creek, um, just a grill, and not Cherry Creek grill, but sitting down, <laughs> and they're pouring these beers, and I'm embarrassed for them. Yeah. How easy is that to fix, Jeff? Uh, I mean, uh, here's an example. We went through, we fixed uh, uh, Haters and Company, uh, and it was... We just had a, a split a CO2 line, and it was it was about a $160 repair and to help their yields up because they were under heavy demand. Their gas couldn't supply enough pressures to the system to maintain stability. So it, it can go anywhere from a $5 part up to you know a you know $10,000 part. You know it yeah. just depends on how the system was designed, how who installed it. You know not really who installed, but how how was it installed. Sure. Um, Jeff, how'd you get into this? How'd you become so smart around this? Uh, you know, after I got out of the Navy. He likes I, to drink I, beer. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I applied for a job at a warehouse, and it was at a beverage warehouse. And so I was thinking Pepsi or Coke, because it never dawned on me to even think that there was a giant warehouse full of booze and beer. You know, it's just you never, you never think of that. And so I went and I interviewed for a company, and uh, they said, hey, we got an opening for a mine cleaning position for, uh, for cleaning beer lines. So I was 22 years old, and I got a job cleaning clean lines for a big distributor company out here. And uh, and then from there, I took over the service department and helped grow their business. And um, and then I was getting a lot of calls from uh, other installers to go fix some of their systems because they would try and push it off on, on us to, to help them out because they were so busy. Here's where the entrepreneur's yeah. light bulb goes yeah. off in their head, though, right? Don't I mean, call. just at that moment, it's like, okay, well, w- where can I come in? Because yeah. most people stop short and just say, okay, I don't, I'm don't. i going to yeah. go home and watch Netflix. But yeah. you're like, I'm going to fulfill a need. So, uh, yeah, I did. So uh, I, w- I came up with a game plan and an exit plan on how to build my name in the market on somebody else's dollar. <laughs> and then uh, – and then, uh, Started my own gig and uh, 
and it's been going pretty good since then. So, uh, but I mean, I started out, you know, at the bottom and worked my way up to the top. Went to, I've been to some uh, draft training skill uh, schools and and everything else. Uh, but I mean, you really can't uh, re- replace the experience. You know? Sometimes you, it's it's just didn't start yesterday. How long have you been doing it? Uh, God, what, what well, years he was 22. Don't age yourself. Uh, yeah, 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 22 yeah. years. So 22 years. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So. That's insane. So uh, if it's all in the name and you look at the Spice guy, you know what you know what he's doing. Uh, a plus beverage solutions. What does that mean to you and 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 folks that um, say I, I need the solution? Um, that's why I put it in there. Uh, I, I always tell my guys, I'm like, it's in our name. You know, solutions. You come up with a solution. You don't give them a objection. You know, we're here to solve a problem uh, for them to, to make their business more profitable, to make their system more, more money in their pocket. Um, you know, so. And you want to give that A-plus report card. I, I do. I, I stand behind everything we do. I mean, we had an account recently that, you know, had a, a chiller that was, you know, out of warranty, and I felt that it was something that should have been by warranty. So we spent the money to replace it out of pocket. Uh, wow. even, even though it was out of warranty, just because you know, uh, it's the right thing to do. It, 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 was, right was, it, it was definitely the right thing to do, and, and you know, and and they saw that, they appreciate that, and and now they're they're, they're we've earned their business for life. You Zach, know, what's so. an example of doing the right thing where it's cost you a little bit of cash? Being at Punch Bowl seven days, <laughs> seven times last week. Yeah, do the yeah. do the right thing. And yeah, it, I mean it's it's always some it's always that thing replacing exactly what you had nothing to do with. We ship stuff across the country, UPS, and they constantly break it. What can Brown break for you? That's yeah. our saying at <laughs> work. Yeah. So we're constantly replacing it instantly without knowing if we're going to get a refund. And typically you don't from such a large corporation. Just yeah. in the same exact oh, yeah. scenario. They, the, the excuses they have are. Amazing. Infinite. Tens of thousands of dollars of equipment broken shipping across the U.S. Through. Yeah. I always say reach out so. to these guys, Jeff and Chris and Rourke, A-plus beverage solutions, uh, lots of restaurateurs, lots of breweries. They listen to us, and I think everybody looks at, well, oh, my goodness, if I call you and if I have it done right, piecing it together. I mean, there's something to that, to be able to be resourceful and do things for yourself. But the professional that comes in, that has your best interest in mind, um, you're really going to do that for folks. People that want to reach out to you, they say, well, he's busy. He's doing punch bowl social, those types of things. Uh, what do they do? Because you become a fixture of the show. We say, uh, if you're pouring in a fish and beer, what are you doing? You're pouring Pour your money, money down, down the drain. drain. We don't want people to pour their money down the drain. Just nope. get a hold of Jeff and Kristen and um, give them that reason why, what you can do to save that money. Uh, all it takes is a phone call, and we'll walk the site and uh, see what's going on. I mean, like I said, sometimes it's something super simple, and sometimes it's something that, that, that takes a little more you know, more in-depth to fix it. But uh, but we can figure uh, it out. We'll, we'll figure yeah, it what, out. What was know. the hardest job you've done? The hardest job that we've done? Tap 14? What was that? How many lines was that? Uh, tap 14 was 70 faucet, but that was not the hardest job that we've done. Probably the hardest one that we've done in recent day was Punchbowl Social Arlington uh, in Virginia. Small so, space? Uh, just the infrastructure been la- there? Uh, was, was, uh, was, a, uh, was, was lacking. What's the, the longest glycol line you've ever <laughs> the longest The longest one that we're doing, we're currently doing it, it's in Monarch. We have 3,100 feet of line in there. Whoa! Uh, and uh, how many is that? A keg of beer in 3,100 feet? That's more than that. So uh, for every foot of three-eighths ID line, which is the inside diameter of a beer line, 
you have three quarters of an ounce. So you would multiply whatever it is by your foot of run times the amount of lines that you have, uh, and then times that by 0.75, to then divide that into our, our the, you know, and a 15.5 keg is 19.84 ounces. <laughs> how do you keep so. it fresh? That's what I've always wondered is, is how do you keep the stuff that's in the line overnight for weeks? If, if maybe um, someone doesn't buy that beer for a week. A, a, a beer system is a sealed system. So in theory, you, you're not letting any oxygen into it from the second you tapped it. From the second that the breweries are, are producing and kegging it to what goes onto the system that's set up correctly, uh, and you're on the right gas sources, and the temperature is correct. Your beer from beginning to end should be just good. Now, the loophole to that would be how long it's been online, because everything kind of loses freshness over time. So if you're moving, you're rotating your product in a timely manner. Like your underwear, uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> twice so, a day, baby. Twice a day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, then you would never have stale beer. Right? Yeah, twice a day. That's right. So, yeah. I, I, I say this all the time, and Jeff, Jeff and Kristen Rourke, you want to talk about people that, uh, if you like the Modern Eater show, you listen. It's uh, in part by these guys, our longest-running sponsors. They believe in this community, but they put their money where their mouth is. That's a big deal. It means so much to us. Uh, we love you guys so much. How's Emily doing? She's good. She's yeah, doing she's good? She's doing great, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the Easy Does It Foundation. And uh, if you've heard a couple of the fundraisers, we're going to do more back here at Studio Kitchen Colorado. Good stuff, guys. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on. Nice it's always a pleasure. What's this? I always try and get them to name one of their babies Greg. And yeah. It just, yeah, good luck. we got to have a boy yeah. first. Yeah, it's never <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's a boy, it would be somebody else, right? What was it? It would be... Uh, it would be Jay, I think. Luke. Oh, Jay. Yeah. Jay. Ah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, you remember when you first met Jay? Let, let, let me clarify that. That would be no. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's all grown up. I know. He is. Jay, are you still wearing earrings? My, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on which I body am, part you're I looking am, at. Yeah, those those uh, hoops are I, on there. I, I, I still tell. So what Jeff is referring to, so what he says when I see him, and we don't see each other that often. Obviously, everybody's busy in life. But when I do see him, so one of the casual little zings he does me is just in the most calm and cool voice. And he goes, uh, hey, he's like, you still wearing those earrings, huh? And I go, uh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I remember being 18. <laughs> All love in the family, yeah, man. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Well, what's a, uh, the latest and greatest pro- uh, project that's coming up? And then how can people, um, well, they know how to get a hold of you, 720-272-3809. Yeah, and then, right. and then our website, aplusbev.com. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Look them up there. Thank mm-hmm. you, guys. All right. Love these guys. We don't get to catch up with them often, but when we do, Jeff and Chris and Rourke from A Plus Beverage Solutions. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll come back. Uh, Zach, uh, he, he took off to go hang out with Biker Jim in the corner with Little Rich. We're going to do a margarita mix coming up next. And then Tommy Knocker Brewery. That's all straight ahead, Brian. Ooh, I'm loving it. Right I'm here on it. the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website. TheModernEater.com. Yo, Jay. Yo, Greg. What do you get when you mix Bloody and Mary together? I'm terrified. A Bloody Mary, man. We're going to talk about them next Sunday, man. That's tomorrow. You know it is. And, hey, I put all the crazy stuff in my Bloody Marys. I bet you do. Give us a call. Tell us what you put in yours. 303-713-8255. Bacon. If you've got a business and need a website or need a graphic designer, F. Johnson Design does it all. Take the headache out of trying to build your own website 
website or design graphics. Who has time for that? F. Johnson Design will get you up and running with a professional and great-looking website. Design sharp graphics to your specifications and have your site up faster than you think. Logo, package design, SEO coding, and more. F. Johnson Design did the Modern Eater's website. Go to themoderneater.com to check out some of their work. Reach out to F. Johnson Design at fjohnsondesign.com. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303 460 4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. You know, Belgian-style beers are getting more and more popular, for good reason. And while a lot of breweries make the odd Belgian beer or two, Brews Beers in Denver does all Belgian-style beers. I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster, and we do badass Belgian-style beers like nobody else. From the classics to creative Belgian-inspired styles, we have 15 on tap in our big tasting room and patio. Handcrafted wit beers, blondes, ambers, and saisons. High-octane doubles, triples, and quads. Plus sours, barrel-aged beers, and special rare bottle releases. We have food trucks every day, plus a bistro next door. And your dog is welcome. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z. 1675 West 67th Avenue in North Denver. Your best choice for Belgian-style badassery. Can I pour you one? Hi, everybody. This is Chef Carrie Baird from Bardo here in Denver. <laughs> Ooh, okay. That sounds good. <laughs> and you are listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are. You better believe it, Chef Carrie Baird. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, and our co-host this hour. I like this, Zach. you got to come uh, across uh, maybe, I don't know, once a month. Can you come through? Yeah. Oh, you live down the street. I'll be here every day. I know. Zach Johnson. I said, and bring your wife next time. Okay. Is there a bed the spice here? Guy. Is it? <laughs> Actually, look up above the cooler, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inflatable mattress. So. And then uh, Sundays, what's better than a Bloody Mary? What a segue that is, right? That's perfect. you got to bet at uh, your office, and then here it is. Uh, Tree-line Bloody Mary mixes. And Tanisha, let's see. Gosh, my eyes are getting terrible. Spagnolia. Spagnolia. Tanisha, how Hi are guys. you? I'm good. good. To see you. How are you? Oh, I love it. Colorado products, Colorado brands. Wait, and we've got another summit connection here, don't we? Yes. We are opening a restaurant in Silverthorne this year in November. And nice. um, we'll do a lot of fun things with the Bloody Marys. Uh, we're going to have daily brunch, so all kinds of fun stuff going on. Do you know the Spice Guy? Um, I think we have met. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Good to see you. I like this you. new connection right, on right yes. here. Yes. Thanks, guys. A lot of networking. Is Rekindled. Is really cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, where do we start? The, talk about this brand, Tree Life. So I started in 2016 because I saw a need for some fun flavors of Bloody Mary mix. So, so much of what you see out there now is just mild or spicy, and a lot of restaurants make just some subpar mix, throw some tomato juice in with salt and pepper, and it just doesn't taste that great. Um, so I thought it would be fun to have different flavors. So come out. We have a uh, roasted garlic, cucumber dill, mango jalapeno, pineapple habanero, and then a pepper mix that's made with uh, jalapenos, serranos, and habanero peppers. Wow! Stop nice, it. That's yeah. the lineup there, and is yeah. that the same? Is it congruent? Yeah. If you guys want to try them, so um, this is the roasted garlic, cucumber dill, mango jalapeno, pineapple habanero, and pepper. Facebook Live. Check it out right now. You want to check this out? Okay, and Zach, you're our number one guy. I'll, I'll 
do clean up on you guys. You're gonna, yeah, that, yeah. I'll, I'll be the. So go ahead, Zach. Do right. this number He's one. Such a here. nice guy. I know. You, I you're know. just so, so nice. So do the play-by-play, Tanisha. So this is the roasted garlic. A very savory taste with roasted garlic. Great for brunch. You throw some bacon in that. Might need a little mix-up. <laughs> Little stir with all the vodka that comes to the top. Is this full um, fuel or no fuel or in here? It has some vodka in it, yeah. A little bit of vodka? Yeah. A little bit. Right, you're too spicy. Brian can't take real spicy. Do you have something for Brian's? <laughs> not, that one, that one is it right there. That's the garlic. I like it. Yeah, that's it. I like it. You know? That's delicious. Yeah, it's not too overpowering. It hey. is uh, real nice. Let's go. So as you do like beers and bourbons and that kind of stuff, you kind of go a little lighter to dark. Are you kind? Are, is there a method to your madness right here? Um. So these go from oh. uh, least spicy to most spicy. Fantastic. Uh, both the roasted garlic and the cucumber dill don't have any peppers in them. So. What do we got here, Brian? That's different. It's the cucumber. I'll tell you that. Yeah. yeah. It's refreshing. I, I, yeah, it really is. For a Bloody Mary, it's totally something different. Zach, I expect you should be able to pick out every little nuance in this. Yeah. It was very. It was cucumber. I can pick out cucumber. I got married, and they had cucumber water when I got married. So my so hangover never... for the entire day <laughs> was cucumber water hangover. So that is good, but I don't usually do cucumber. Yeah, but this is. Tasty. It's interesting though. I see, and it finishes with the dill. It does. Gee. The dill is very. Yeah, the dill is nice. That's what. So when we talk about flavor building, we have a blend bar at the Spice Guy. So when we talk about building profiles, we always talk about trying to make it a roller coaster of sorts. So you have one really big climb of a hill. You go down, it comes up one more half, and then finishes with something nice. So you've got the roller coaster nailed with the cucumber. Yeah, nice. exactly. And um, same with the fruitier flavors we'll get to next. You get the fruit on the front, the sweetness, and then the heat in the back. So. Let's yeah, do exactly. that. I want to yeah. do that yeah. right So there. the mango jalapeno is actually my favorite. A um, little bit sweet, a little bit of heat, not too spicy. I'm, I'm going for it. So is that the – I'm still back on what you were saying there, Zach. Is that like the flavor from beginning to the end of a taste? Yeah, so like when it comes into your palate, yeah. you want it to be climbing. And so you, you climax first, and then you come back and then come – Yeah, I'll, where does that, you should always climax come on first. <laughs> so so you, you take it, and you, you're starting at zero, and you're climbing, 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 coming down. And then you're coming down that hill, and then you have one more flavor, and then that last flavor should be your finish. So do you taste that? Because mango forward, and then you get the little bit of spice on the back end of that. I have to tell you, the, these hill. are yep. very delicious. Thanks. And I love the one-offs that you do with these. This is Thanks. very craft as far as it goes with uh, Bloody Mary. And this is a guy, before the segment, he says, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not well, big on bloodies. It's one of those things. Um, but the, when I was a kid. Now, this is a little spicy. It has habanero in it. It's the pineapple habanero. <laughs> Just warn you. Your, your tastes change as you as you evolve it, it, throughout the years. But I, I wasn't a big blue cheese guy. Love blue cheese now. Mushrooms, didn't like them. Like mushrooms now. Still hate water chestnuts. Bloody Mary is coming back. I think it's a more mature taste. Yeah, I remember mine first beer. I got to tell you, all of these, Zach, fit that profile that you described, the roller coaster. Because, again, the pineapple, right? Yeah. Right up front. Big pineapple. But then you come down into some spice, and it comes. And the spice is actually still well, carrying on the back yeah, end. Yeah, the so spice it's nice. arrows, lingering yeah. on that one. This yeah. is the pepper. This is a mix of serranos, jalapenos, and habanero peppers. So it's going to be very pepper-forward, but it's a whole different flavor profile of peppers. That last one climaxed at the end for me what's crazy this almost tastes like my traditional except with good spice where i can taste i mean that truly is almost like the traditional bloody mary so and the secret to these are you use high quality all natural ingredients we don't do anything artificial everything real spices real seasonings in these mixes and uh, that really makes a difference why is that important to you because it's just not 
Well, a lot of times, as I mentioned, when restaurants make them, they're just using tomato juice, yeah. throwing some salt and pepper in there. you got to add the garlic salt and the um, onion powder and garlic powder and all those different seasons, plus a lot of other seasonings, and that gives it that really great full flavor that you don't get usually with Bloody Marys. Adds to the experience, I think. Oh, I, mean, I, I thought they were delicious. Thanks. More yeah. and more of these Thank days. Thank you. So you have a commercial kitchen? Where, where are you making this? Um, so we did start in a commercial kitchen. Uh, we started making it there, selling it at farmer's markets and festivals, and then um, it took off really well, so we started selling through a distributor, and we're in over 150 stores and restaurants throughout Colorado. Shut the front door. Congratulations. <laughs> that's fantastic. Thanks. That's good, right, Zach? No, that's amazing. That's a wonderful deal. Are you in King Supers or City Markets? Um, no we're grocery stores right now, but all the big liquor stores, so Tipsy's, Argonaut, cool. Molly's, Apple Jacks. And then we're selling also breweries like Tommy Knocker, Breckenridge Distillery, carries so only exclusively my mixes and uses them. Um, so you'll find them all over right the place on. like yeah. that. That's what I want to know. I want to know where to get this tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, what do you? Where do you get your spices from? Um, I get spices from mostly Rocky Mountain Spice and um, Restaurant Depot. Well, now, let's change that. Let's see if we can't connect you with Zach. I mean, it, I mean, I don't mean per- to put you on the spot, but I, I know rela- he could do it. I, I think a personal re- relationship in a guy like Zach is, is that you taste these things and you might be able to brainstorm and come up with some more ideas. And, I mean, God forbid you use each other's brands to further products. That's what it's all about when yeah. it comes to networking. The cucumber Absolutely. has one of my favorite ingredients in the world that people don't know exists. It's horseradish powder. So her finish is horseradish powder, which is a really cool thing. Uh, we've used it to, to make a couple different blends, some uh, shrimp cocktail sauce in a dry form we used it for. They were using it at uh, White Lies when it was still open, and they're using it again at uh, Run for the Roses that just opened. A really cool product, but that horseradish powder is like such a unique, cool ingredient that she has gone out of her way to find. And you love pure ingredients. Zach has one of the only GMO sourced garlics in the world. Awesome. Non-GMO. 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 Did I say GMO? (laughs) Hey, he's got, yeah. He's got Uh, something special. But truly, (laughs) stuff like that, I love those collaborations. Maybe you can figure out one blend of a collaboration with the Spice Guy. And uh, we'd love to promote that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Actually, at the restaurant, we're going to do um, restaurant-only flavors. So we're going to always be changing up the flavors that we have, like weekly, monthly specials. Um, So I have some ideas, like some smoked flavors, um, cilantro, roasted tomato, all kinds of different ideas that we'll just have at the restaurant. Hey, wait. Tanisha, I know a guy. We're up there I know this guy, Zach. Yeah. And (laughs) I know a guy that might deliver it for us. (laughs) That'd be great. Then I don't have to drive down to Denver. That'd be beautiful. (laughs) Hyper-local at its finest, Tanisha. So how can people, I know Zach touched on it a little bit, but um, where can people find these delicious blends tomorrow when they're saying it's happy hour and I want to try this? Uh, So if you go to my website, there's a zip code finder. You can put in your zip code and all the restaurants and stores that they're available in um, come up on the website. It's treelinebmm.com. So like Bloody Mary Max, treelinebmm.com. Love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, first appearance, but not the last, because that was the best Bloody Mary mix I've ever had. Wasn't that tasty? It was good. Um, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, Zach, is that something? Here's the Al She's Pastor. the local. I know. Yes. The Al Pastor is off. Right now. It is off, and, and it's right here. I hope I you hope could, everyone can get some. You could garnish the Bloody Mary with a taco. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Tommy Knocker Brewery. Um, where is Steve? It's not Inderhaas. Well, it's Inder... 
Inder Hoos. Inder Hoos. Inder Hoos. All right. He, I've called him the wrong name for many, many years now, which is totally embarrassing. But uh, Steve Inder Hoos is up next right here on the Modernator. Don't laugh at me, Brian. The Modernator Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. The iconic Tommy Knocker Brewery in Idaho Springs, Colorado. They're coming up next in Booze in the News. If you have a question for Steve, he's the man to answer it. Tommy Knocker Brewery questions, 303-713-8255. The Modern Eater Show continues. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey everyone, it's Colleen Ferreira with the Colorado Chefs Association. Are you ready to put your passion to work? Well, we train the future chefs of Colorado, and we want you to join us. The Colorado Chefs Association is recruiting for our fall semester right now. Join our American Culinary Federation accredited cooking program. Work in a professional kitchen and get paid all while earning your sous chef certification. Email me at colleen at acfcoloradochefs.org. I'd love to hear from you. Join our excitement and explore a new future. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary, mayo, and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant, offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers, with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. This is the Modern Eater Show at Troy Guard Tag Restaurant Group. I'll see you guys soon. My name is Jennifer Jasinski, and I'm listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, uh, that was the voice of Troy Guard. I think it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Troy. Is it now? Uh, I'll tell you, he's using a really killer product, local guy, uh, Shogun Wagyu. He's got this Wagyu over there at his restaurant that is just top-notch. But speaking of top-notch, you know who we have in front of us right now? Tommy Knocker. Tommy Knocker Brewery and uh, an institution. Wait, where uh, are they for, from, Greg? For, where are they from? Idaho Springs, man. Oh, well, okay, right up the street. Are you a local? I live in Evergreen. If you're newly joining us to Colorado, Idaho Springs and Tommy Knocker Brewery, a not-so-secret place to go uh, anymore. And we'll keep it that way. So Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, and uh, continuing with Zach Johnston, the spice guy who's our co-host. I think he's going to come in and co-host a lot because I like having you around, man. Have you been to Tommy Knocker? I've been there many times. Thank you. I actually have skied on your free ski pass at Loveland twice, so appreciate <laughs> awesome. that. Awesome. <laughs> they love doing a lot of stuff with Loveland. Steve, welcome yep. back. 
Good to see you. Things are good. Dance with you too, huh? Yeah. Dancing. I love this, uh, the yeah. tags because I yeah. know who's in front of me. Yeah, we get so many people here all the time. Zach, I want to do this. We're, we're going to spend a half an hour with Tommy Knocker, so we have some time. But um, first time in the kitchen. Pretty cool experience, huh? This is an awesome experience. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. What's it like? So it's a it's hectic here. There's a lot of stuff happening, right? You you get a lot done in two hours here, yeah. probably more than uh, most businesses get done in eight hours, which is <laughs> really impressive. Um, but there's there's food happening. Cheetos got 57 dishes coming out at any given moment. Um, there's a lot of radio stuff happening, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you got Rich doing one-minute segments that feel like 12 <laughs> seconds. Right. Uh, every it's it's nothing gets past you, Zach. No, it's fast-paced. It's lovely. Uh, I'm oh. really enjoying myself. Thank you for having me. Have you me. met Biker Jim? <laughs> Jim is uh, my favorite long-haired person in the world at the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna ride motorcycles together someday when we get our lives together. You know, one of the things you want to check out with Jim is his Facebook page. Because he always shares these very special, intimate pictures right. um, that I just love about the guy. You know, it's just like I feel like I'm at home when I'm on Jim's <laughs> it, Facebook page. It was page. moon over <laughs> something or another. <laughs> Birds over the moon. Birds he does. Over he's the like, moon. Uh, it's a daily morning view of from Jim's <laughs> boxer shorts. <laughs> Too much. Jim. I love it. At, I love this at, guy at, over there. At this point in time in the show, it, it's uh, yeah, it gets a little weird, but why not? Uh, it's the second hour at the Modern Eater, man. Yeah, fueled by fire. Steve, welcome back to the show. Um, and first of all, Treeline, we tasted their delicious Bloody Mary mix. He's making up another full one here. This is, yeah. and so what do you do with their Bloody Mary mix? We're making this michelada for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, we did it last year as a trial, and it worked really well. This year we found Treeline, which definitely ups the quality of it. Uh, last year we were using some bar mix or whatever. But the base of it is our chili lager, and that's uh, 100%. Uh, Anaheim green chilies, uh, hot and mild, and it's not the beer itself isn't super spicy. It's more of a, a field flavor beer of chilies. It's a the, a lot of the spices coming from the mix. It builds it. It's uh, interesting. Cheers. Cheers. Thank All you. right, let's give it a go. Cheers. So tomorrow this will be in full effect at Tommy Knocker Brewery. We're going to be serving it at Loveland Ski Area, at Tommy Knocker Brewery, and at the Vintage Moose, which is right down the street from us because it's their I think their fourth anniversary. Now, there what's is wrong with nothing that? wrong with that. <laughs> that is, that is nothing delicious. wrong with that. I'm a Michelada guy. That's you're, wonderful. You're good with that one. Yeah. Mm, that is good. Uh, that is good. I gotta tell you. It was. It was. Uh, it was very much a surprise. Um, it all came about coming across and making a Michelada out in Silverthorne. Something that I wanted to educate people on. Micheladas are something that very few communities know of. Um, unless you're visiting Mexican restaurants frequently. Um, so Treeline Bloody Mary Mix was the one that stood out, and actually it was Massive Mango. Of course, thinking of uh, just the unique flavor and attention that it grabbed, our chili lager was the one that really blended in and got that attention. Uh, chili lager, I talk to Steve about it all the time. I say my Taco Tuesday always has the the, the chili lager right along with it. Um, you guys are doing a lot of great work, but the specialty items, uh, Steve, talk about, uh, either of you, Steve, Dan, whoever wants to jump in, about some of the special nuances, uh, what you do with zesting and, and certain things with the infusions of your beer. You go above and beyond. Well, we're fortunate to be 
big enough to make things effective, but small enough where we can still do things by hand. Well said. Yeah. Well said. So, like for our blood orange IPA, we actually hand zest real blood oranges. We're not just dumping in buckets of puree. Uh, we There's all kinds of things, problems that happen when you dunk, uh, dump in buckets of fruit. So, uh, the zest, it turns out, is where the flavor is and the aroma. And it kind of turned that beer and it, it made it our number one beer. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time we were at? Tommy Knocker. God, it was within the last month or so. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I love, you know, listen, They're I have some good friends. They're introducing new beers. Are you keeping and... up on them? Well, Look at you this know, one right in front yeah, of them. Prospector the... Oh, okay. Kind of the, the thing we're doing to not reinvent ourselves, but be current with the new breweries popping up everywhere. Is this a seasonal? Is this a staple? Where does this lay? Because at, at, the, gro- at the growth point of Tommy Knocker, if you're going to put something into distribution, it's got to be spot on. Yeah. So We're doing 200 cases and 20 kegs uh, every other month of a new beer called the Prospector Series, and that's it. Our first one was Cherry Wood Sour Brown. Again, they had a, a cherry wood that we actually fermented. Let's uh, give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what's happening here. So. Yeah. That one has the big tropical hops you know, from New Zealand. And it's a 9% beer. It's hard to drink a whole one for me. It's, it's uh, strong. Okay, then I better have a sip. Stop of, uh, it. It's very... 9%. We, some sample glasses. Sample glasses. Very, very easy and we're approachable. Not, uh, we're, we're friends here, yeah. Steve. Yeah. I, I thought we knew. We, I th- we went way back, Steve. You know, you're, you're I, afraid to drink off of me? I, I mean, a sample glass. I'm pretty safe. Yeah. So for a double IPA, and, and I mean, first of all, why do I say that? So for a double IPA, yeah. you think of very big. Have... That almost could go into a lot of people's dailies. Yeah, that's right a rosé all day. That's but a yeah, that, and I'll tell you, that's interesting because I'm not a big IPA guy. But the are you guys getting that fruity nose right on off, this? Yeah. Right off. I mean, before it even hits my tongue. Yeah. Great the, job. The Great job, Steve. Made, the other thing that made this beer happen is we have a new piece of equipment called the Shockwave Inductor. Uh, our, is that what we saw when we yeah, first got up there? Yeah. And you're like, I, you know, I'm going to figure this out, but it's it's got some money into it. I yeah. better figure out how to use it. It makes it so we can put more hops in or less hops in and get more flavor. Because for a beer like this, you just keep putting hops and hops to, to try to get that big hop profile. But there's a point of diminishing returns where you get other negative components with this new machine. And you can put about 40% less hops than you normally would in, run it through there, and you get more of the positive attributes from the hops. Well, don't you notice that, Greg, though? Because I'll tell you, I'm not big on the – one of the things, I think we've gone way overboard with the hops. Yeah. I, I mean, these double IPAs, triple IPAs, I, it's too much. It's sometimes you drink them and, and your mouth tastes like cotton mouth. Like, you, you it just tastes bitter. Punched in the face. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's not fun. And yeah. what you have in a double IPA, I'll tell you, that's drinkable. Yeah. Oh, and well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, actually, and, yeah. that's drinkable. I didn't spit it out. <laughs> give, Who give develops your recipes, guys? Um, pretty much run the brewery as a team. Uh, try to have everybody vested in it. I feel it's successful when you have all the brewers have a say in it. it they have part in it, and uh, they will run it through the system, and hopefully we'll have better quality and um Everybody has a part of it. It's nice. Yeah. How do you scale? Let's talk about that. Let's break. We'll come back. Um, booze and news is next. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. And doing such a great job tonight. That all pastor, it has. Did anybody get a little piece oh, of this right. back here? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the tacos are firing off. Seattle Fish Company did a great job. The scallops are out. Uh, have you had a chance to eat, Zach? Yeah, I had a chance. I uh, got some of Cheetos uh, mushroom ceviche. 
It's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's got great spices in it. Yeah. And aside well, from it's that, yours. It's, oh, wait. Whose spices are those there, Spice Zach? guy spices. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's some Hazeldale mushrooms as well, and yeah. it, it's, it rounds out really nice. You know what's funny? Jim Hammond, Hazeldale mushroom up north. Super hyper-local guy out of San Francisco moved here to do this mushroom program. And just salt of the earth, Super growing, growing every kind of mushroom he can to, that's specialty. And that's what tonight we've got some royal trumpets, some cinnamon caps. I still love my guy right up there in uh, in uh, where is that at in Colorado? Montrose, Colorado. Oh yes. Oh no no no. How can I not? S R A South River Aquaponics. Well, they're great friends for sure. They're doing a couple couple of types of mushrooms. You know, he does the royal trumpet. Yeah. And that's it. Whereas Hazeldell's got more of the shiitake and the oyster and the cinnamon cap. Um, and gosh, I'm, I am forgetting one of the names of the Wait, new mushrooms Brian that he Freeman did. Wait, Brian forgetting about a mushroom? Holy smokes, yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, we'll continue. I want to talk about Tommy Knocker, the great history and where they're at now, the scalability. But uh, this beer is readily available. But to keep that craft beer, um, I mean, to stay in a craft beer genre, right? I mean, you're far from exceeding that, obviously. But to make sure that these beers are the one-off delicious beers what you have on tap it's um springtime now a lot of people go up to idaho springs restaurants in idaho springs what are some of the restaurants right now there was a great italian restaurant up there there was that is now a really good uh what are the uh, cidery is that so, a cidery yeah it's a nice cidery they do really good food there too and then we have westbound and down brewery down the street there's mountain prime they do good steaks uh, Idaho Springs is blossoming. It's, you know, over the years, I've been there 23 years, and over the years, a restaurant would open up and everybody would get all excited, and then it would go away or something. But this is the first time, like, there's zero empty storefronts. Uh, there's consequences to that, too, because parking's an issue, there's nowhere to live. Finding employees is really tough for us now, because Idaho Springs finally got discovered. That Folks, yeah, and I hope you're listening, because Steve from Tommy Knocker, Tommy Knocker Brewery, so humble. He's talking about all the other businesses and how it's about lifting up his town. And it's not just about, hey, am I important? Am I the most important guy on the street? But how are we going to get Idaho Springs elevated? Well, I think a lo- lot of elevated. people look to Tommy Knocker as being that kind of rock within the community. Definitely, the prudential yeah. of Idaho Springs. Because there's a sure. big chance that if someone's going to go visit that cidery, they just came out of Tommy Knocker and they discovered yeah. it because of that. Uh, it's, a, it's a good thing. So... Um, what we're going to do right now is just take a break, come back. We have one last segment in the show. And uh, what a fun night as the sun sets on the Mile High City. And I love it. Springtime in the Rockies. We're about to set sail on Road Trip 2019. And our last stop is going to be Tommy Knocker Brewery somewhere around the 21st of That's Saturday, 22nd yeah. of June. So mark your calendar, Steve. Saturday, you don't Sunday, even know Sunday. we're coming through, <laughs> yeah. man. But we're going to be coming through. And then well, Little the Rich has got Gigi over here. For the break. All right, let's take a break. And we're we'll going to come, come right back. back. Little Rich, we'll throw it to you right now and take a break on our iHeart I Radio station, the Modern Eater Show on iHeart Radio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, 
I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. I want All right, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use. Home stretch on the Modern Eater show. We've lost half of our guests. They're eating. They're drinking. They're having they, fun. They're doing. They don't what they're even know a show's going on. They're right doing now. what they're supposed to do here because we have all these entrepreneurs in the room. We have all these business owners. That's the coolest thing about the Modern Eater, is quite honestly, we have the the real spirit, which is the entrepreneurial spirit of Colorado, right here at the Modern Eater Studio every Saturday night. I mean, look at around the room. How many times do you have this many food and beverage? Every weekend. Every weekend. Every weekend we have the people that are bringing the best food and drinks in Colorado right here. It's all about the sourcing. So as we continue, our, our uh, favorite co-host right now and Zach Johnston, the spice guy, um, will continue. Why don't you do the setup for the – I mean, you're great at this, Zach. Yeah, I'd love to. So we've got uh, Steve and Dan from Tommy Knocker Brewery. And we're talking about uh, what you guys are doing to scale your business and what sort of the limitations are for you right now and how you overcome some of those other limitations that are in the way. It's interesting because we're like two different businesses. We have a, a brew pub and a production facility and uh, then the restaurant. Uh, the limitations for the restaurant are pretty much uh, parking and then for running the restaurant, finding employees. Big dining room. Yeah, big Huge. Dining. 300 seats. 300 seats. Mm-hmm. And you can, have you ever been full capacity? Oh, yeah. Have you oh, ever yeah. not been full capacity? All, all summer last summer, uh, we were at capacity. And this summer is going to be off the hook because uh, the rafting is going to be so big. So it's, it's generating excitement, and uh, we'll have a ton of rafters up. How many times do you turn the restaurant in one day, typically, on a on a busy Saturday? Uh, oh, I don't know that number, sorry. It's like, uh, if I had to guess. Too many. Yeah, too many. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll throw something at you because of what you just said about the water being in the highest it's ever been. Yeah. Folks, this year, our peach and cherry and pears 
are going to be the biggest crop that they we potentially be, have ever seen. No, 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 I'm I not joking. I'm, I'm in touch with all of my growers right now. It's scaring me because one of my growers said last year, you know, I've been working with them for years and we got like 2,000 pounds of cherries every year, 2,000, 3,000 right in there. And last year he came on with 10,000 pounds. So think about jumping your business in. And, you know, and one thing with me, I've guaranteed his crop, so I own it. Um, so all of a sudden, I went from a place of where, and, you know, and he brought me, you know, I go down and visit the farms. And we were there, actually. This is Berg Harvest yeah. out of Paonia. And um, we're there visiting his crop. And he's saying, you know, things are looking good. <laughs> Little did I know that, you know, I've got uh, probably about, uh, But you how know, many bad years have to, I mean, it all oh, comes it's, together. Oh, that's what's so hard. but that, And that's why I'm encouraging everyone to think about coming local. If you've got a product that you can do use, peaches, pears, cherries from Colorado, do it. You know, if you guys can make a beer with some cherries this year, they're going to be there how like they've never been there before. Ha- how much room do you have for experimentals or one-offs? Well, we have a barrel and a half fermenter, and right now uh, we're using that for all these test batches for, like, making this new Prospector series. Our next one's going to be a, a sour tartarberry. We have a, a fruit beer that's coming out right now as a seasonal and it's a tunderberry, so we're making a sour version of that. So we test all these things in that barrel and a half version. Um, I've been doing it for 30 years, so we're pretty comfortable normally going right to a 20 barrel batch, which is 40 kegs. We can usually push those through the bar, and from there we're in production. Brewery horror stories. Yeah. Uh, last time we were there, Tommy Knocker, you, oh, uh, man, you cleared out the whole bar uh, area, man. Something sprays out. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, what happened that night? That we were making a uh, first generation of our hazy beers. And for hazy beers, you dump hops in primary fermentation, which is you don't do that for any other beer. And if you don't do it right, you, you dump them in there. And uh, there's carbonation from the yeast producing, eating the sugars, producing carbonation. And there's a nucleization point when you drop hop particulates in there. It climbs on, it rises up, and it gushes Pop. out. Yep. We got it. I know. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. That, that was, was embarrassing. A, that was a, no, it's not embarrassing <laughs> at all because that's the life of a brewery. Yeah. Uh, and it happens all the time. We have another one right now. What's this one we're drinking here, Dan? So this is our Beerita. Uh, what we did here was use our new seasonals. Uh, one of our new seasonals. I got gotcha. you. Which is our Blood Orange Haze. Uh, first time Tommy Knocker venturing into the haze category. I was really stoked by it. Uh, what we kept the name, the blood orange name the same, was the finisher. Freaking delicious. And what's in this? What'd you mix this with? <laughs> so what we use are margarita sours, um, our blood orange haze, and topped it off with a shot of tequila. Not too sweet at oh, all. Yeah. Oh, this is gosh. good stuff. That's tequila. Yeah. That was the sleeper. I didn't even know <laughs> yeah, it was that in there. That's the, the sleeper. That's the creeper to wake you up there. All right. So, uh, yes. 30 seconds. Do it, Steve, right now. Come up to Tommy Knocker. Why? Well, tomorrow come up because it's Loveland's closing day. And so we'll be up there doing a big promotion. We'll have pinatas going off. We have bands playing. Uh, there's a photo booth that goes right to your social media. And we'll be serving these burritas. We'll be serving the micheladas. And uh, it'll be a big, big fun, sinking a mile big celebration. Fiesta. Yeah. Big fiesta.